fantasy. Real Fantasy Podcast. You could say a little, or you could say a lot. Dreams are what you ask for, real is what you got. Take a few shots with a queen on a light, a rose in the middle. With love on a side, it's all a vibe tonight. It's all a vibe tonight. Yo, 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 it's your girl, Victoria Rosa, and I got Mr. Southside Dre himself. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Introduce yourself so everybody can know who you are. All right, cool, cool. Um, I am Southside Dre, host of Man Cave with Southside Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a variety of things, but we mainly tackle uh, black relationships, mm-hmm. uh, all dynamics, family, and hot topics from time to time, but... You know, we try to figure out what's going on between black men and black women. You know, mm. get down to it. I know. Um, I, by the way, I love your podcast. Are you, you trying to venture out to do anything more besides that? Um, beside podcasting, mm-hmm. well, we we about to get into more um live shows and, and stuff like that. Where are you gonna broadcast it? At? Yeah, somewhere here. <laughs> yeah, somewhere here. We'll start here because, of course, it's my home, so it's a home base. Um, so we'll start in Greenville and. Okay. Uh, you know, figure out maybe a cigar lounge or something like that. Something, and then just hop sexy. around? Yeah, and just move around. Something sexy, it. something smooth, something yeah. right, right? Right, right. <laughs> we'll build it. Are you trying to, of course, as everybody go to mm-hmm. go international or right. go domestic where everybody can see you or try to get a... Of course, you're trying to get that deal. You're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, after seeing what happened with uh, Gilly and Wallow, of course, you mm-hmm. know, they got the... I think they got a... What a Maybe they got like a hundred mil or something like that. I don't know. I ain't for, in their for the podcast. Yeah, for podcast, they got a deal with I think with um Barstools or something like that. But no, I could be wrong. But they got a major deal and and that was super inspiring. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like to see somebody that do that does what we do. Yeah. To something like that to happen so lucrative is like wow. You know what I mean? So that that's motivation. Yeah. yeah. What inspired you to get your own podcast? Um. Seeing other podcasts, mm-hmm. but not seeing what I wanted to see oh, in podcasts. What you wanted to talk about or yeah. what. Yeah. So with your podcast, um, you bring a lot to, I'm going to say, I hate that African-American, quote unquote, African-American, right. the community. And you bring a lot of positivity. And I like that. I like that about your show. That's right. Is that what you want to put out? It, ultimately, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tricky. because <laughs> It's tricky because, you know, as we know the world is about mess. Right. right? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So you have to give them something they can digest. And if, you know, a lot of times, and you probably, you've you've witnessed this for yourself, Mm -hmm. you'll put out like a completely positive post. Right. And and it'll be crickets. (laughs) It's like, this is, in your mind, this is the one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is positive and people, they ain't paying, but you Mm -mm. put out something. Ratchet. Something that. Yeah. So, I try to tackle that in, mm-hmm. a, in a tricky way. So it's like everything we do is organic and it's real. Yeah. So, but sometimes you, it can be, I guess, cultivated to look like it's messy a little bit. <laughs> you you know got to figure out the formula Boom. to mix Boom. that into there you go. everything. Absolutely. There you go. So I'm going to say this quote. Well, not a quote. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. He mm-hmm. the one said, Let, let's all be together. Let's. Let's kumbaya, let's integrate schools, let's be a part of the white community. Right. But he said his biggest mistake was asking to be integrated. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, well, first and foremost, I mean, all respect to Martin Luther King Jr. Right. I mean, huge uh, aspirations, huge dreams, mm-hmm. um, and properly placed, but I agree somewhat. With him making a mistake, I, I, I especially think that it might have been too early for for integration at that level. Elaborate for me. So it's just, it just came at a time when I don't think everybody was ready for it. And it's like we, I think black people, in a nutshell, we almost got consumed by integration. And because now all of a sudden everybody's, if when you lump everything in together, 
you start to lose your identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of things spun from that time period that we still are dealing with now that was supposed to be positive change changes, but, but they ended up, I think, impacting us negatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you feel as a community and um, if we didn't do integration, mm-hmm. do you feel that like we would have made it further as a community um, to stay separate and build our own community, have our own government? Have mm-hmm. Do you think we would have benefited more from that? I think so. I think um, I believe that us staying together and building together, we wouldn't have lost our, our identities as much mm-hmm. as we did. You know, this is America. Like, for example, I believe that like black people in America are the only people that really we don't know who we are because we're Americans. We don't have any like, let's say if something happens to, you know, and I'm not trying to be, you know, agitate race. But if something happens to a Chinese person, Mm -hmm. they can direct that back to China if that's their heritage. Yeah. If something happens to a black American, it's. You think Africa, right? Right. We, we, we assume that. But that's not always the case because there are literal Africans in America. In America. Yeah. We're just African-Americans because we're black. I can't, I don't know if you know, but I can't even trace my country where my tribe may be from if it's from Africa. If it's, mine's is here. My, um, my grandma, um, my grandma Cleo. <laughs> you, that you know that night. <laughs> my grandma Cleo, both of her parents was Indian. Okay. My papa, my dad's dad. His dad was Indian and white. Right. My mom, granddad, was Indian. Okay. Samoan. We have uh, Cherokee. We have a few Native tribes that we are a part of here. Got it. And I heard some what uh, Ethiopia. How do you know that? My, and I ain't trying to speak. And I literally, <laughs> like, I just had this um, conversation with my um, Aunt Lisa on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the pictures that I found in a book that my dad had. Mm-hmm. And that's when she started explaining it to me. And I was like, well, why don't we ask to be, will not be a part of, um, what's it called? Well, you get the documents where you, it shows that you're native to this like, land. Was like it? Ancestry. Not ancestry. Um, you know how Cherokee, Cherokee Indians mm-hmm. got their tribe and their, mm-hmm. what is it called? Um, I don't know. Well, she actually said, well, I forgot the name, but she actually mm-hmm. said we have it where we can actually get. Hmm. Known that we are native to this land. Wow. That's how close it is to us. Wow. Wow. So, um, again, I seen the pictures. Um, my great grandma had hair down here. Mm-hmm. She was dark skinned. She was chocolate. She wasn't light right. like us yet. Hair down here. The Indian band on all of that. So hmm. that was amazing. So I was just like, yeah, what? that's wow. That's wow. But I'm, I'm curious to know how you knew that because I, of course, apparently, I don't know mm-hmm. that that heritage, and yeah. you know, and I've never even attempted. I probably should you attempt probably, to yeah. research it. You know what I mean? Figure out where, where we actually come from. Because to me, I don't understand. It it went from African American to oh, it went from what black to Negro to African American nigger, nigger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's where it started. So or, it's or, like or, or something before that, and then nigger, and then whatever. Yeah. So it's like we, again, like you said, we don't have any identity because yeah. it's been stripped from us from generation to generation, from time to time, being right. placed each and everywhere. Right. So I get that. Um, a lot of Americans or a lot of people say that African-American people are not going to be able to govern themselves. Right. Why do, you, why do people say that? Because of the conditioning, because of what they see, because of what? society promotes on television mm-hmm. as like like we're a monolith like all black people are the same yeah like we don't have you know certain let me you know i got my phone on oh it's okay but um certain um stigmas that mm-hmm. they associate with behavior that they've seen like that's all but do you feel like they're like right now if we had the opportunity to govern ourselves mm-hmm. do you think we'll be capable of doing it yeah you know? We just have to, it has to be the right people and we have to choose. I mean, America don't do that great at it. They don't. They don't. <laughs> On this, currently, Look you know what I'm Joe saying? Look at right now. Yeah, <laughs> it can't be hard. Like, right. Or that, you know what I mean? Or not trying to be funny. It's probably very difficult, but mm-hmm. if we can do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't nothing that anybody on this planet is doing that we can't, can't do. Can't do, yeah. Yeah, nothing. 
I know uh, I don't heard a lot of people say that um, black people are ignorant. We have the intelligence to mm-hmm. do it, but when they see another person doing better, it's like crabs in the bucket. You can't do or you can't lead us. Why? Why you think you you right. you the one? Is that our mindset? Is that the mm-hmm. majority of it? Well, the, I think, and this is just what I believe, but the, I think the biggest part of that is, I think it's part of our DNA structure now. Yeah. It's in, like it's, it's kind of like embedded, and then if you play certain things in society, it'll keep on perpetuating itself. But I think, if you think about it, there are things that have been coded in our DNA from, from slavery, yeah. from all of the suffering. That's still in you. Mm-hmm. You can still, sometimes you probably can even still feel it if you pay attention close enough. You can still feel some of that suffering. So the crab in the barrel mentality was beat into you. It was shown to you by, you know, um, just trying to escape. Some, you know, you're, somebody might get out of there yeah. from um, house niggas to field niggas. All of those things, those were things that were created. It's Now it's kind of in our structure. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, it's just behavior. You know what I mean? It's been taught. And then if you keep conditions a certain way, you'll keep it that way. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that, that's been set up to keep us in this space. And it's crazy because when I had Jemiah on my podcast, we talked about mm-hmm. um, trauma and embedded in your DNA oh, yeah. has passed on from generations from generations. We actually we touched on that. Um, so listen to this. Mm-hmm. Have you heard around? Have you heard of not fucking around correlation? <laughs> what NFAC? Have you heard of that before? No. So it's the Black Panthers. I know you heard of that. Yeah. So this is something similar to oh. the Black Panthers that has been created. It was created May the 12th, 2020. So hmm. um, Grandmaster J. You know who that is, right? Grandmaster J? Yeah. I'm not sure who Grandmaster J is. I know Grandmaster Flash. I know. Who's Grandmaster J? J. Grandmaster J. He was an artist, too. He has put together. <laughs> Hold on. I'm tripping. <laughs> Listen, Google it right quick. You can Google it right quick. His name is John Fitzgerald Johnson. Okay. Um, he started, I'm going to say he started his, it's, it's almost like the Black Panthers, but it's his own yeah. army. It's a black okay. army. I like that. Right. Um, and, again, I asked you if it came, if, if it comes down to African-Americans starting their own nation, would you be a part of that movement Along with his correlation, his his army, because basically he built it for African Americans to be able to protect themselves, right? Be able to know how to use arms. So, if he was to start a black community, would you take part in it? Well, I think there are quite a few different folk cre- starting, like even the the um, I don't know what they call them, like the little mini communities I that mean, they get the the black people to actually go in together and mm-hmm. buy these communities. You yeah. know, somebody did that in South Carolina where they bought a school mm-hmm. and they bought um, I don't want to say the amount, but they bought many acres of land, right? And they're getting ready to build a subdivision for them, right? And that's building generational wealth for right. my only concern. My, I won't say my only concern. My my biggest concern though. Uh-huh. With anything that we, when we isolate ourselves, as we come, we become sitting ducks. And isolation, I'm not, I'm not saying. Um, like even the communities, for example, or for, and I'll say this, I'll say it publicly. Okay, go ahead. Um, I, I'm particular about where I shop for hmm. food. Is you it know? due to sanitation or what? It's just, I, and this is how I used to look at it. If I'm gonna be candid, yeah. <laughs> how I used to look at it is. They ain't trying to kill each other or they own. If I go to a Walmart in the ghetto, I don't know what they might be putting in that one versus what could be going into the one in their neighborhoods or Mm -hmm. or the food distributors in their neighborhoods. That's how I look at it. So I look at the communities and just like Black Wall Street, you know, it's when we all together. Yeah. You'll sit and duck. You know what I mean? You can be. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible to create this and be mm-hmm. protected, but on this land, you know what I mean, where yeah. they control the army, where they control certain things, it's, it's got it's a, it's a lot of things that have to be put in place for it to make sense. So at the end of the day. even with that, okay, you have to start small and mm-hmm. and able to pursue something bigger. Yeah. So basically, you saying you will wait to it's actually finished to be a part of it? Because even with Kanye West, you remember Kanye West bought all that land and he said he wanted to build something for his people? No, yeah, 
and I'm not saying I would wait. I'm saying I would have to make, I would want to be checking out the plan mm-hmm. to see how this is going to go. You know what I mean? The leadership. Yeah. How it's going to go. You know what I mean? Like, because there are certain people that need to be in certain spaces in order for it to go proper. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be hiccups. It would be just like anything else. But I, I personally, honestly, I don't see a world where black people just have our own situation in America. In America? I don't see that. You don't think it's possible, though? No, they won't give us reparations. They won't give us reparations. That's but easy. If, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm not big on. I'm big on people as one. Yeah. People yeah. like minded people who love, care, and about the community and environment. So I'm big on who's ever willing to mm-hmm. come in to love, the respect, right? And but also have a stand straight word. To me, all of us need to fight against the government. To be honest with you, because <laughs> okay. they ain't shit right now. Yeah, yeah. But if we did have it, and again, I, I think that we could accomplish this. Mm-hmm. Even when somebody said um, on TikTok, they were saying that if we had something that took, let's say, fifteen dollars out of every paycheck that we we get, we get and send it to. A foundation mm-hmm. for the start a black community. Do you know how much money that we would have to even start it? Yeah, a lot. Because I mean, we currently we we the spenders. Yeah, we keep this country going. So you don't think that if we stop everything that we can? It, it would absolutely work, but we couldn't get five hundred players in the NFL to kneel, black players to kneel for one game. That could have changed everything. One time, mm-hmm. they were afraid to lose a dollar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because and even if we're looking at their we're looking at their pockets and saying, "Man, you millionaires, y'all can afford to," and it's not even going to take long. That's what a power lies. The power lies in things that that impacts them. Yeah. So, and what I mean by them is the the rich. That's what a power lies. This ain't even honestly, as much as it is about black and white and color. Yeah, it's about money. Money. Yep. That's it where it, it's going to fall. So even these these rich billionaire owners in the NFL, all it would have taken. Are these star players? They can't do nothing without them. Exactly. There aren't enough Caucasian NFL athletes that's going to produce a product that we're going to want to watch. Mm-hmm. Neil, do or, or boycott. Just don't play a game. You'll get everything you want. That's all they had to do. You'll get everything you want if you just sacrifice that, make that one small sacrifice. So when people start talking about let's boycott Black Friday, that's too big. Because they're still going to make... But it did do a dent. It did a dent, though. It, it it'll it'll it can change things tremendously just one time. But we this goes back to the conditioning. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get us with themselves. They're gonna <laughs> tell you the cell phone. <laughs> you can hit ninety nine dollars. <laughs> you can buy the TVs, cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Car, whatever it is, they're gonna hit you with that, and we're conditioned because money is the power. Yeah, money destroys us. Money's the root of all evil. They say. Yeah. I, and I, I believe that too. Mm-hmm. I, I believe money is the root of all. Even with uh, the black, love of money, no, the, the money, the the power, the that, love of money is the root of all evil. Not the money; it's the love of it's it. It's the power that comes behind having the money. Yeah, yeah. but it's not just the money. The money is just an object. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing. It's powerless. It's but a, it's the power that comes with it, which you can control. We give it, and we give it that. Yeah. We give it that because we we feel like, like if you think about it. How many, how many artists sell their soul? What do you mean by because a lot of people say this, and and I, mm-hmm. I don't disagree, right? But why do they keep saying every artist? That, Not every artist, but a lot of people do though. Yeah, sell their soul. What do you mean they sell their soul? If at some point, and look, I was guilty of this myself because I did think I was just, I was just speaking my truth, right? Mm-hmm. But there comes a point where you have to be responsible with your truth. If you're spewing poison, it was recently. I, I don't. I think Car, um, no, it was Nicki Minaj came out and said about future, right? Said so all this drug talk he was talking about. He don't even do drugs. Yep. <laughs> but he was talking about his past. No, he said no? he ain't never. So he said he's never done it like that. He didn't say he never did drugs, but he wasn't the every song Percocet, Percocet, all this. He wasn't on it like that. So that's poison because what you are is you're influential mm-hmm. so now you create a whole culture a drug drug addict yeah and for what who's saying that laughing tabby girl shake that laughing tabby oh uh, that was d 
deep 4L or something like that. Something then like they that. do starting to see spaceships yeah. on Bay. But they, yeah. them, they, them boys is really. They they, they influenced really the, the Molly and all yeah. of that. I, I'm going to say down south. But, again, and I had this conversation with Mika last week. Mm-hmm. People need to understand the difference between entertainment and what is real. You don't go watch a movie and say this shit is real. I'm going to portray this. But, but you do. Who do? We do. I'm going to tell you. I'll give you a perfect you, example. Give me an example. Cause give you a perfect example. Many people, and I'll say people right now, but mm-hmm. I'm, I, but, and then I'll say women. Oh. You see love as it's represented on TV in a love story, and you think, that's, what That's I ideal. Want. That's ideal. That's what I want. And if you think about it, ain't nobody around. You ain't ever seen that in real life. Mm-hmm. Somebody thought of something. It was imagination. And that, not to say it can't be true. Yeah. It's just, it's not common. It's not the norm. But that's what you want, right? Mm-hmm. You want something that's really kind of abnormal because you think it's true. You think it's real. That's the influence. Entertainment is the influence. Music. I, I'm going to be real. Uh-huh. Like, I, I gaze people like, People always say you shouldn't judge. I, we judge. I am going to judge. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I'm I, very I need, opinionated I need about to have things. Judgment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to be able to say, "Hey, I don't need to mess with this guy because <laughs> they own that." Mm-hmm. That's judgment. So, is it judgment or having your own observation of what you want? It's, it's about your boundaries. Right. It's, but and it's all in the same wheelhouse. Like you can say, because people are always saying, "Don't judge this. Don't judge that." But no, you need to judge it. Like. That's why they're judges to say guilty, not, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a real thing, but going back to, um, like the, like the fantasy part of it all. Yeah. Love, like when we see those love stories portrayed, portrayed, we think that's real. Not all of us, but I, was say, I don't think that Well, see me. But, but I, I have my think about own what reality women, though. Think about what some women or some men look for in, in a mate. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, you're like, you saw that on TV. Really? You didn't see I that in real life. I can't. You didn't see that in real life. You saw it on TV or you heard about it. You never, because most of these things aren't real, you know, because love is struggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know what I mean? Not all the time. And damn sure shouldn't be. Yeah. But it, a lot of these things, entertainment influences all. And what I was going to say is I judge a person, like if whatever kind of music you listen to, what the stuff that you pour into your brain, uh-huh. I'm judging you about that. If you always listening to um, Glorilla or um, what's the new one now? What? That I think they say they um uh uh, uh sexy red yeah if, if that's constantly banging I know that because I know entertainment has it think about these phones and what they've done to us yeah all of this stuff has an impact so yeah I'm judging that so I'm like wait 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 you know what I mean because you're gonna think <laughs> like that a little bit you gonna but what that. if you have somebody like me I I love mm-hmm. music so I listen to all types of music that's different but. You can listen to, I'm not saying you can't listen to those artists. Mm-hmm. I, I fuck with them a little bit too. But if that's all you doing and you ride and it's, this is constant, you know, like, no, nah, I can't, can't do that. <laughs> like you know the City I mean? Girls. Yeah, no, no, no. You got to switch it up. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Do something else because I can't trust that, you know, what you're putting inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's like food. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. What you put in your body is yeah, going to you that's out real. There. Yeah. But. I'm going back. I'm going to touch back on to the entertainment. Mm-hmm. I will say movies, a lot of people know that's that's entertainment. Yeah. A lot of people. But why they say, well, diff- yeah. what's the difference between the two? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because if you know this is entertainment, then you know what this rapper is talking about entertainment. So why are they taking it to heart? Oh, let's go shoot them up. Bang, bang up. Kill them all. Because it's a more constant. Like, music is a vibe. It's a mm-hmm. vibration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, things are even on their own frequencies. Right. You know, people produce certain types of music, and people don't even realize it's on the back end. Like, Drake and Beyonce, those major stars, mm-hmm. they produce f- certain frequency music. It's at a certain frequency to make you feel a certain way. way yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. that's why. It's almost, it's like being hypnotized. Yeah. That's what music is. And we don't dig deep into that because there are producers that produce the tracks and stuff like that. And we're just thinking, but it's at a chord. It's at a frequency mm-hmm. that can really, tra- it, it, it can transform Trans- you. I could tell you, um, uh, one of the artists that have a high vibration mm-hmm. to it, Bruno Mars. I looked this up because I listen Boom. to a lot of, um, make you feel good. Yeah. A lot of, um, chakra meditations. Yeah. 
Um, meditation to help you rebuild your blood cells, mm-hmm. your DNA structure. I listen to a lot of that. So if, if that so, exists. But in the same sense, too. So you think it's more of the actual music, not the actual artist speaking? Both. Both? Part of it, because it's all going together. Mm-hmm. It's all going together. So when somebody talking about drill, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. scary. Because if kids are hearing this, impressionable kids mostly, too, yeah. are hearing this, they're being programmed to think this is cool shit. Yeah. Like, I need to get me a gun. I need, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I need to do. And So us as parents, what do you feel that we can do different to actually? Not a lot. Why you say that? Not a lot. Because it's basically you're fighting the same system we just got finished talking about. Like, what we, first, because you're going to have to take away the cell phone. Yeah. You, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do with TV because they don't even watch TV no more. It's Mm-mm. apps. YouTube. You same thing they got on their cell phones. Same thing they got on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. They playing video games, Call of Duty. Boom, boom. Them drills right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it seems like it's all entertainment, but they're consuming so much of it. It's going to become a part of them if if, they're, if you're not careful. Like my son, like it's, I know he goes through that, mm-hmm. but I have to try to pull him out of it. And really, and the only thing that you can, I say the one of the best things you can do is keep your children busy doing other that stuff. stuff. Besides sports. being in the phone. Yeah. yeah. Keep them, put them in some sports activities to keep them away from that phone and those apps as much as you can. But how much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, how much can you, how, yeah. how, how, because we as adults, um, we have a lot. We have to work. Yeah. yeah. We have to <laughs> do so much with the way the economy is going right yeah. now. It's impossible not to, it's impossible to even have a stay at home mom now. Yeah. You got to have two incomes. So, do you have any suggestions with that? What can you do differently? Your best. Stay on it. I'll give you a story. That something that just happened to me this morning. Let me hear the story. I'm leaving out real quick. I'm leaving out, you know, of the um, neighborhood to to come here. Mm-hmm. And school, the school bus is, you know, on my way out. Mm-hmm. So I drive up and the kids are still there. And it's a little late. So I'm thinking, oh, man, the bus running a little late. You know what I'm saying? So as I'm leaving out, I decide... Hey, man, let me double back and tell my son buy one more time. You know, regular yeah. stuff. Double back, pull back in. I saw a kid. I was like, hey, my son. He looked like him, but I was like, hey, man, he ain't got them shoes. He ain't got that outfit, whatever. It wasn't him. So I pulled back. I didn't see him. I'm like, where's he at? I called his cell phone. I hear background noise. Hey, Dre, where you at? Oh, I'm at school. I said, how you get there? I took an Uber. My son's 15. <laughs> I took an Uber. <laughs> I said, Uber. Now, granted, I can't even say what I said right now to him. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you're not even, I said, you're not even old enough to have an Uber account. How the fuck did you get this Uber account? <laughs> he done. So now, this, and this is for Uber. They need to fix something mm-hmm. because you got kids out here creating accounts. All you got to do is lie about your age. Yeah. And that's what he did. If I didn't have to come up here, when I tell you what I would have, I would have took a beeline straight to that school, but you know, I'll get him and he good. He was safe, but yeah. worry me. So my advice to parents is do your best. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know what these kids, we don't know. And we can't be with them 20, like you just said, 24 seven. Cause we got to get out here and grind. We got to get out here and make sure they eat, mm-hmm. make sure they got a roof over their head. So what you do, you just do your best. You know what I mean? So he's, he's in trouble, trouble, trouble. And this he, is birthday but, weekend. But did you make it clear that he couldn't do that though? What? Yeah, he said. He said to me, I, "I said, what made you think that that was okay?" He said, "I didn't think you'd be a problem." I said, "Okay, well, let's go back." I said, "When you got that app, how how were you able to get it? What did you have to do to get it?" Lie. So if you had to lie to get the app, so the Uber app, you had to be a certain age because I don't know. Absolutely. Well, you're supposed to. I mean, of course, they won't let you. Like if you if he said he was 15, he couldn't have got. He couldn't have went through. Yeah. With the app. But I guess now I, I got to go check this. I've been busy all day, so I hadn't had the time to research or even email Uber because that's coming to yeah. to figure out what's going on because my child shouldn't have been able to hop on an Uber. And then it should be a thing where if doing the driver pull up, you should know, like, you can't pick this ch- kid up. But it's a lot of parents that Uber their kids, so. Parents Uber their kids. How do the Uber driver know that? Because you'll see, you'll, you should be able to see this person or because we, I've Uber, we've Ubered him before. Mm-hmm. You know, we put him in a black, um, black car service. To get from A to B, but that was us. You know so what I mean? So he thought it was okay since y'all did and I did. I it believe before. that's what it was. So it and as a parent, and I'll, and I'll say this: 
what we also what I also fear that we have to start understanding is uh-huh. we can want everything for our kids. We can we can look at them and say, this is what I want for you. This is how I want it to go. Uh-huh. But that ain't don't be what it is. And you have to you have to extend some grace for that. You got to yeah. understand that he's going to be who he becomes. Yeah, I have. And I had to look at it and, and I can't beat him down. Because, because honestly, if we be, if I'm and I had to step away from it and laugh, call my mom to calm me down, but I step away from it and laugh, and it was like, at the end of the day, I looked at myself and said, "What did I do when I was fifteen, without <laughs> all this technology? I was doing some things too." Yeah. So I got to be a little bit not not to tell him that, but, but to decide for myself. Like, don't kill him. Just yeah, because once you're in that rage, it's like. But in that moment, yeah, I'm because I'm it's fear. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. It's it's, it's alpha fear. Like I'm scared. Like you could have got kidnapped. They could have child trafficked you. They could have done anything, and I wouldn't have never know because you didn't tell me that you took a fucking Uber. That's it. <laughs> what you and you didn't tell me because you knew what I would say. So you knew you was doing something wrong, but you now you're trying to play. But it, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm gonna deal with it when I get back home. But yeah, that was crazy. But my point is. You just and he's a great kid. Yeah, you know, like seriously, he's a great kid. I know that, but this is a mistake he made. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now we got to build off of that. You know what I'm saying? So I'll extend some grace. He don't. He won't. He won't see this. But I'll extend some grace because I don't want him to even know that I'm like. I understand a little bit because of the talk that I got to have with him and the exchange of energy I got to have with him is, bro. You can't do that. There are adults that get missing in Uber. Yeah, on an Uber. Yeah. So you're 15. Now, you'll be 16 soon, but you're 15 right now, so you can't do that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, God, my kid. I got girls, and mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, like, my daughter's getting ready to be 14. Uh-huh. She don't do nothing without me knowing. I go through the phone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I check boot bags. I, <laughs> I do all of this. Right. And I don't do it in their face to, like, say, oh, I won't let you. I, I'll, I'll let you believe that you have a little freedom, right? But you, but you, you, you on bet. the back end, like yeah. I'm going through right. little text messages. I'm going through Snapchat messages. I'm going through all of this. I think you have. I think you. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't say I think you have to, but I don't disagree with that. And 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 that's too to get a better insight of mm-hmm. what is my child thinking. Now, do we need to have this? Because I was just saying to somebody, I haven't had a talk with my daughter. Mm-hmm. How should I go about having a talk with her? Right. Should I go get a book and say, list out all the STDs that could possibly happen and say, don't do it? Or should I say, it's going to happen? I don't know. Right. So it makes me scared. First of all, you can get pregnant. Yeah. Second of all, you have a whole life to live for. Third of all, I don't want you getting something that can possibly affect your health, change your life. So being a mom is the scariest thing in the world, but it's the most beautiful thing in the world yeah and i, I and it's the closest thing to god's love is a mother's love right mm-hmm. you don't understand that from being in your womb that connection is something completely oh i do understand Ugh. i haven't learned the hard way but i understand that's why it's important for guys this is the because keep in mind what you just said mm-hmm. is so important right for guys uh-huh we don't get that right no so why do you think that there's so much separation with guys when it comes to their kids, a lot of times. And so, because they haven't been able. That connection. If you don't get that early, you don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. That's why moms, it's hard. For, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, no, but you're there oh. through the whole thing. So it's important for a guy. If a, if a woman gets pregnant or a girl gets pregnant, it's important for that man or that boy, whatever it is, to be there. Go so, through it with her. Go through all of that. And then you'll, you'll develop that connection and you won't want to leave. Because I could tell you. Me being All a spiritual being, mm-hmm. the spiritual connection that you have, especially if that's the only woman that you with while she's pregnant. Right. Having sex, the spiritual connection that you connect with that child and that mother, yeah. and you're there constantly, is something completely it is. different. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is. And I just, mm-hmm. like my dad told me when I got pregnant, he said, baby, I'm just saying this, don't sleep with other men because right. their spirits can be passed on into your child, Ooh. which I'm not. I'm not that type of person to do right. it. But he let me know. Right. He said, if you're sleeping with the father of your kids, and you feel like he's doing something, don't have sex with him or have 
have protected sex. Hmm. Wow. And at the time, okay, I'm 23 when I had my first child, when, well, when I got pregnant. I understood, but didn't understand. Right. Until I got a little older. Hmm. Because... That's why a lot of women can understand or, or experience that that man is cheating, especially if the woman is loyal. Right. The energy, mm-hmm. the emotions, this upsetness that you have. Or, Y'all be wrong a lot about it, though, too. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Y'all be wrong a little bit. I ain't never been wrong. Ever? Never. You was, you was able to prove it? When the, when the <laughs> intuition comes on, yeah, I don't speak on the intuition. You, you you just know, okay, the intuition's there. Now you 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 do your I due go diligence. Do, yeah, the go. And you find it. Yeah. But you going you look for something, you gonna find it. And that's what a lot of people say. But half of the time, I'm gonna say eighty percent of the time, it found me. Hmm. That's what's up. And I'm I'm such a spiritual person. Like with the father of my kids. Hmm. He used to do dibble and dabble with everything. I wouldn't know if something's wrong. Yeah. I would know if he's getting in some trouble because mm-hmm. I had it. Don't go because I feel this. Right. Don't do this because I feel this. Mm-hmm. So. And that's that, that, that probably is possibly a little bit more unique to you. Uh-huh. Because um, people's discernment is way different across the board. Like I have heavy discernment. Mm-hmm. Heavy. That's what happened this morning. That's why I love God so much. Stuff like that. I would have missed around. that. Mm-hmm. Turn around. And you got to listen. Yeah. So I turned around. And now I, I found something that I needed to find because he gets away with it now. He'll keep doing it. Because he don't know that it's wrong. He don't know. And, the, and then you don't. There are certain things that as parents, we do not want our kids to find out the hard way. Mm-mm. There are just certain things. like Certain things, you, you're going to have to bump your head on that. Uh-huh. But certain things, prison. Right. You don't want your kid to find that out the hard way. And the grave. <laughs> Those are the two big and things. can't come back Pregnancy, from- stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Disease, like you just said, stuff like that. There are big things that, no, we want to try to protect you from those things. Mm-hmm. You know, certain things you got to learn. You're going to learn on your own because you're not going to, they're not going to listen to us on certain things. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the way it is. But then there are certain big things like, no, you don't want to find that out. Yeah. Let me protect you from that. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and be mama, mama bear. And mm-hmm. listen, listen, listen. Yeah. And I have to. I have these conversations with my kid because I, um, with, with both of my girls, I'm more of. I'm very scared. Yeah. And and I have a hot temper too, so I have learned to pace it down or have a conversation with my child. Why do you feel like that's okay? Hmm. My mama didn't say that. Get your ass whooped. Don't do right. it no more. And it was hard for me to comprehend. Like why. Can't we have a conversation? So yeah. that's what I try to do different with my kid. How are you feeling? Right. Why do you feel like, like today I had a conversation with my oldest daughter. I don't feel like cleaning up. I said, well, I don't feel like paying the rent. <laughs> right. So if we did, if I didn't pay the rent, you wouldn't have a roof over your head. She said, what does it have to do with this? I said, because it's my responsibility to pay mm-hmm. rent. So mm-hmm. it's your responsibility to help keep the house clean. Right. Yep. So I have conversations like that. My mom used to be like, boop. Cause I said so. Yeah, it was a swore. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was back in the day. And to touch on that too, um, I heard this lady speak. She wrote a book, and I can't quote the book, and I'm gonna have to find a book. She said that um, beating your child is the closest thing to slavery of what they they reprimanded you for. It's the closest thing to slavery. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? The, if we going by the word beating, yeah. Beating, even whooping, like physically whooping. harming your here's child. Here's the crazy thing, even with me is like, and I've only, I don't, I don't believe in the corporal punishment, um, but I don't do it personally mm-hmm. because the one time that I did it, I think it hurt me more. More, than, and your mom used to say that it, it hurt me it more hurt than me it hurt more. you. But at the same time, I think I made a mistake by not doing it more because. There's a crazy balance, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why I really stopped doing it or didn't want to do it was I think beating our children or whooping our children teaches fear. Yeah. It teaches it. And the one thing I don't want any of my kids to do is have any fear. I don't want them to fear anything but the wrath of God. That's mm-hmm. it. So I don't even want them to fear me. I don't want them to, but I want them, I, but I feel like I needed them to at times. 
because it worked for us. So, for example, we knew that if mom come home and those dishes are not washed, you might get knocked up. You're going to get knocked upside your head. And you're going to know that. So you're going to know, I'm going to make sure I wash them dishes. I don't want that because that's the punishment. Now, our kids these days, if they don't wash the dishes, it's, it's a conversation. It's, you know, you can't play the PlayStation. These kids don't fear that. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't have any. You know what I mean? It's like uh, they'll they'll gamble with it. They'll take the chance on that. Mm-hmm. You ain't taking a chance on getting your head knocked <laughs> off. You know what I mean? So it's different. I I, I wish I, I ain't gonna say I wish. There are times when I feel like man, I messed that up. Like because I feel like there are a lot of things that I could avoid had I instilled certain things. Like hey, you gonna get your head knocked off with that? But now I feel like I'm just threatening them. And you know what I'm saying? Don't mean because we got a pair of gloves. I, I did. I boxed them one time. So I pull out gloves. You know what I'm saying? One time. And that didn't even work. It For me, it didn't work. Because I'm like, I can whoop, I can beat you up. Mm-hmm. But I still, even then, I tried to let him get some. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let you get a few few in, too, just to make it fair. But at the same time, it was about this because he was acting up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he was actually, he actually took boxing classes. So I was like, this is a good, hey, let's go on out back and let's figure it out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But, yeah, I don't. I don't really like it. I don't like the 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 physical punishment. I I feel like I want to be able to have a conversation. I want to be able to speak to you. You speak to me. I want that. Now, whether or not that works, I don't know. But <laughs> I would like it to work. I would like you to be able to come to me about anything, whatever your challenges may be, whatever you're going through. I want you to call me. Mm-hmm. I want you to say, "Hey, I don't know about this." I want you to feel that comfort. I don't want you to fear me because if you fear me, you're gonna you, hide stuff from there me. There you go. But in, in the same sense, too. My thing is about respect. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's hard to get respect with the new generation. Like like you said, like you could take the phone, you won't have a TV, and then you get to thinking like, well, damn, they just sitting in here doing nothing and don't don't care. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you go around that? Yeah, it's 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 tough to navigate. Like <laughs> I said, it's just tough to navigate. Like the only thing you can do is your best. Right. <laughs> Hope for the best. I try. Yeah. So I want to say this quote because I do like to get little motivational quotes. Mm-hmm. So anything that annoys you teaches you patience. Hmm. Anyone who abandons you teaches you to stand up on your own two feet. Anything that angers you teaches you forgiveness and compassion. Anything that have the power over you is teaching you how to take your power back. Anything you hate is teaching you unconditional love. Anything you fear is teaching you the courage to overcome that fear. Anything you can't control is teaching you how to let it go. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. Hmm. There's no mistakes. It's only lessons. So Hmm. how did that make you feel? Did that make you think or, you know? What it made me think about was um, it took me back to fear again. Uh Um, Because one of the things that I do believe is or I, I believe and I actually I work on it all the time. Mm-hmm. I was raised to worry. I was raised in that spirit of worry. You know, worry. I used to remember pass it on to your seed too. Because yeah. my mom was a worrier, still is. Mm-hmm. You know, not much we can do about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she is, and she used to say things like, "Man, when it rains, it pours." Or and see, Kate I always win for losing. When it rains, it pours. And I say, but after the rain, the sun will always shine. <laughs> right. Rains help help them plants grow. Right. That's a, that's how you that's how you flip, flip it. it. Mm-hmm. She didn't flip it. So I was raising that. So it created fear, mm-hmm. right, and worry. But you know, as I became an adult and started doing my own studying and learn, just figuring me out. Yeah. I started, you know, reading some stuff and figured out that what do we have to worry about? Right. Like based upon even what you're saying, mm-hmm. what do we have to worry about? Like. Go all, all I do now is I get up every day and I go hard, right? Yeah. Because I, in my mind, the only thing that can stop me is death. Right. It's the <laughs> that's, finite. That's absolutely correct. And we're going to die someday. Mm-hmm. Can't fear that. I can't stop it. It's inevitable. So, I, even, I, t- I told my kids, I said, baby, everything has an expiration date on yeah. it. So don't think anything is going to last forever. Right. I'm going to expire just like food expired. Yep. Do what you have to do is live your life and go on and be great. That's it. Don't dwell over nothing. Like I had a conversation with one of my coworkers. 
she was talking about somebody that um, buried his wife, and two months later he got into a relationship. Mm-hmm. I said, what's the problem with that? Right. Oh, flowers didn't even grow on their grave long enough. I said, if I die, I expect my spouse to move on and be happy. Mm-hmm. Don't dwell over my dead body. Don't cry over my dead body. Live life and enjoy the moments that you had with me. Right. And grow from it. Mm-hmm. If you with me and I taught you something, hopefully it's if I pass away, it's teaching you how to teach the, the right. next person, treat the next person better than mm-hmm. you ever could. Right. Don't dwell on the past. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it's I've been in situations where like like I you know, like I might have a homeboy mm-hmm. close, like a brother, pass away, and it's very hard for me to allow uh, not allow but to except when their spouse move moves on for them. But why? Because I still see him. You know what I mean? I still see that no matter what. It's like, and then sometimes it's just difficult. You question, did, just, you, did you love him? N- no, I, no, not exactly. I wouldn't say that, but it still is. I'm, I'm my brother's keeper type. And, but, and, and the thing is now, it's not rational. <laughs> no it, it's not it's irrational mm-hmm. the thought process but it's natural it's natural for me to be like I, I even got injured you know i got introduced to the new guy and it's like mm. i'm gonna be nice but inside of me i'm like eh. but that, that's the thing you should want this I know, happiness and i do no mm-hmm. i do and that's the other side you know it's like it's both sides of the coin mm. i do of course i want the best for her you know what I mean? And I think that's what my my, my brother would want. Yeah. My boy would want. It's the best for her. But at the same time, it still is tough sometimes to think about it from that dynamic. And I use you use two months. And it's actually been longer than that. But and I get it's supposed to go that way. It's just there's something organic about the feeling of, man, just the way things were. And it was especially when you think about untimely mm. death. Yeah. You know, young. You know what I'm saying? Like you you we didn't, you didn't see it coming, so it's like, whoa, you know what I mean? You're young, and it goes, and it's like y'all good, and it's all he, it's, he's gone, and yeah, but I'm cool, I'm cool with it, but at the same time, it's awkward. It can be awkward, just me being honest. Yeah, it can be awkward to be around her and the new guy. But see, I, and I'm not trying to change your opinion on it. No, no, but, no, no. And 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 this is similar, but it's off. Mm-hmm. It's just like somebody starting in a, re- a new relationship, getting a divorce. Yeah. What's the difference? Both people decided on something at some point to let it go. But again, it was natural. It, it's, it's, it's the same. It's the same in the results, but it's still like it's almost like my boy ain't have a say in this in in a way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like he ain't have a say in this. You know what I mean? Like even having you know, and not to say this is the case, but even having a different dude around your kids and stuff like that like and like i said i'm able to admit this is irrational thought it's not <laughs> it doesn't make feel. any sense yeah. but it's how i feel right i can honestly say that's how i feel and and i work on it you know what i mean because i know logically this doesn't make any sense yeah but at the same time it's like like i said when i met him i'm like what's up <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I, I keep it cordial, but I don't fuck with you. <laughs> that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like we, can, we ain't gonna be boys. You, know what I'm you can't replace my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like but, that's how I feel. But, I, get, I get that. It's, yeah. it's pick a side. Yeah, it's, and it's cool. Like I, I respect it. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respect her. You know what I'm saying? So I respect all of it. But at the same time, I can't sit here and pretend like I'm overjoyed about mm-hmm. it. And but at times I do because I'm like, yeah, because I'm happy for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's you know I, I have to get unselfish and say. Imagine, and that's my boy. I've known him for thirty years, but that's her husband. He's gone, so yeah. she's dealing with a lot. You know what I mean. So to see her happy or to see her moving on is special. It is something that I, you know, I I appreciate seeing that. But at the same time, it's the other side. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, see, well, happiness is for the person that yeah. it's meant for, and it's yeah. you know. So I I talked to you before we came in. I asked you. Mm-hmm. Are you drinking anything? Do you want wine? Do you want liquor? And you told me you were drinking water. Yeah. Beforehand, so I want to speak on why did you used to drink? Um, I think, well, I got started drinking just, it's just social. 
Social. Just social drinking. It's just every, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of relaxes you. Loosen I guess. Up. I guess. You know what I mean? But I'm kind of like I'm an introvert. I can be an introvert, mm-hmm. especially in large crowds. So it would probably help me with that. You know what I'm saying? Before I would drink because everybody else is kind of drinking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I started drinking early, too. Like, I started drinking. We was about... I might have been 15 years old, you know what I'm saying? Just hanging just out with the old guys. behind OG. the ears, just drinking. Oh, let me do this because I see this person. Hanging with the old guys, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had you, had you in all kinds of spaces to where this is what's going on, you know what I mean? So I started early, but yeah, socially. Socially. Mm-hmm. So drinking, I, I started drinking. Um, I could say that I was an introvert. But I was social as well. Um, When it came to drinking, I I started drinking. Then I started having fun. Mm -hmm. Then alcohol actually became a, I got codependent on it. Yeah. I used to have anxiety. I'm like, well, let me have a drink just Mm -hmm. to relax. Or let me have a drink because I'm stressed out. I'm upset. This is going to loosen up. And I actually got dependent on alcohol. Mm -hmm. And mentally, it's like, okay, now I need a drink. Now I'm drinking now I'm stimulated. Now I want to have sex. Mm-hmm. Now everything that I do is based around alcohol. Right. And I realized in 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 alcohol and alcoholism and mental health kind of folded into one mm. for me when I started, you know, drinking. Yeah. Because, again, it started social. Then it started, okay, now I need it. Now I need a drink. Now I need a drink to talk to you. Oh, I can't have a conversation with this person. Right. Let me take a shot. Mm. Calm down. So mm. that's why I started drinking. Do you think a lot of people depend on alcohol for yeah. their mental yeah. mental state? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, and to your credit, at least, and this is what I say, if you're going to do it, have a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, like even me, like. I never used to drink, and this, you know, I don't think everybody knows this, but I never used to really drink. Like, I wasn't a home drinker. Like, I went, I didn't just drink at the house, mm-hmm. or, unless. I, there was always something attached to it in my adult yeah. years. So I wanted to have sex. I drink. Drink. Because I feel like it just relaxes everything, and everything flows a little bit better. And you ain't listening in the awkward stage like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at you, you right. look at me. <laughs> but there's some people that drink, man, and they don't do nothing for them. It, no. And I don't like that. I could tell you, <laughs> even with that being said, I used to drink just to have a level mind mm. because I used to drink because I over processed everything or I under processed things. Mm-hmm. So if I get to start thinking about, well, what's this? Why this happened? Oh, this could have happened. And now I don't stress my goddamn self out. Right. And I'm like, okay, let me drink just to numb my mind, to clear my thoughts so I won't have any. Right anything in it and then that's when i realized i was depressed Mm. i Mm. was depressed depression hit me hard and it came so crazy because it was like if i didn't have that alcohol i couldn't function Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's when reality kick in that's when i gotta deal with this shit yeah at least with drinking i could deal with it but it's not gonna be like Right. Serious. It's like you, you don't feel everything yeah. when, when you're drinking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I feel like a lot of people drinking, and it might seem like it doesn't do anything to them. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there throwing back, throwing back. But it erases a lot of shit for the time being. It erases it. The blank outs. The you wake up the next day and you don't remember. And so not not I'm not gonna say necessarily that I'm saying mm-hmm. in the mix of drinking. Mm-hmm. So when you're drinking and and this is from my own experience, uh-huh. I ain't never just really blacked out, but I don't got drunk where I don't passed out, and I still can rem- remember what happened. But you I remember passing out. Yeah, I'm okay. well not passing out. I'm going to bed. I'm drunk enough. I'm going to sleep. Okay, is that passing out? I wouldn't say no. In in the sense of okay, if so you're just going to sleep. No. Uh, well, I guess it's you're you tired. Pass <laughs> you relax. I'm sleepy. <laughs> when you're drinking, yeah, you're just drinking and drinking and drinking, drinking, and you're like, okay, I ain't think about nothing. I'm gonna keep drinking and just have fun and just keep drinking and drinking and drinking, drowning out your memory, drowning yeah. out your sorrows, drowning out everything. 
And some, for some people, they do black out. Mm-hmm. Some people drink because they're upset. And it stimulates, goes to anger. Yeah. It goes to sex. Yeah. It goes to suicide thoughts. Yeah. It, it plays on people in different ways. But in, in, in my experience, the main thing was I'm drinking. I'm going to be able to cut loose, mm-hmm. not think about nothing. Now I drink. It's just like, I just want to drink. I don't yeah. drink to get drunk anymore. Right. I used to drink and just drink and just drink and just drink because mm-hmm. I was depressed. I didn't want to face a lot of things or face reality or deal with somebody because I was I was very passive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that on the show that you came on before. Mm-hmm. I was just like, we'll take a shot. Take a shot, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I, I wasn't the type of person that liked confrontation either. Mm. So, me mellowed out with drinking. Okay. Yeah. It well, and I and I, I still drink. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't stopped drinking. I just whenever I really feel like I want to do it, I will. But mm-hmm. it's not a lot. It's not, mm. The reason, one of the main reasons why I did kind of go to that was, I started noticing that every time something bad happened. Alcohol was present somewhere. Like with, it could be your it, situation. It didn't have to be me. It could be I'm at a party. Guys go. You know what I mean. I don't see. You know I don't see some wild stuff. I don't see. You know mothers jump on their daughters from and, alcohol. From alcohol. You know just because they're drunk. I don't seen a lot of wild stuff happen. And every time, almost alcohol was somewhere around. So I called it the devil, just lurking, just sitting, waiting on somebody. See, me and my friends, we happy drunks. Yeah. We used and to that, party and, and, and celebrate the, and just like shot. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and which even as a, well, I say it's a good thing unless something bad happens, which could be, it ain't gotta be fighting. It ain't gotta be on It could be drunk driving. Yeah. Drunk driving. Uh, some, you, somebody walk up in the middle of the street and get hit by a car cause yeah. they drunk or yeah. Alcohol is a terrorist. Yes. It can't. And it that's can, what's called spirits. Yeah. It opened up a, a different portal, a different it yeah. opens up a side of you that you're not able to yeah. open up when you're sober. Yeah, and it can be wicked. Wicked? I've been wicked before. Like, I've drank to a certain degree and, you know, get into it with my brother or something. I'm out of my body. And you, you know what I'm saying? And you see, I, I, I have to, I'm not going to say, well, I've said some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And got into it. Yeah. Like, you didn't... You know, you think about it like, well, I was tripping. You know what I'm saying? Because any like, other time. Right. I would have been able to control it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, you lose it. Yeah. You, absolutely. Yeah. So, again, I told you I suffer with depression. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just not able to speak on it because being older, now that I feel like you can have an outlet to talk on it. Um, I had a conversation like a lot of my family members didn't know I was depressed. A lot of my right. fa- A lot of people don't even know that. I was on numerous medications, antidepressants, anti-anxiety, hmm. sleeping medications, um, stuff that just denied me when I, I'm, I'm not drinking during the day. I'm taking different medications, and then I'm drinking at night to right. be numb. And I want people to be aware of mental health and depression. Absolutely. Have you ever suffered from depression? Or do you even know what depression is? I know what it is. If I did, I'll say mm-hmm. this. If I did, I w- well, I wasn't diagnosed. I'll say that. But if I did, it was probably in my earlier twenties, somewhere around there. Um, and it's actually a time when I was doing music and stuff like that. Because and I, and I probably, I probably, you know, if I want to find out, all I need to do is go listen to the music that you were <laughs> right. Because you know, it was a time when I, you know, I had, you know, I had. I questioned God a lot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it was just based upon, you know, my, my experiences at the time, you know what I mean? Like, and, and the, the differences that I saw, you know, very analytical so I could see things and say, man, this ain't, you know, why is so bad over here? And then not so much over here and things like that. Yeah. So I would put stuff like that together and I, I would question it. So if there was a time it was that, you know what I mean? Having my first child, not understanding how to, you know, navigate those waters, you know, just going through. Mm-hmm. If if ever, but I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I've, and you know what I mean? I've known for people to be in those states, 
but I don't think I ever got, you know, got into that space to where I really was. But who knows? Sometimes you, you go, you and know, you have undiagnosed. people around you don't, you don't even know. Don't like, know. did you know out of every 10 people is one person that's depressed? So can you imagine like walking yeah. downtown and out of every, the, somebody's a lot of people at, are depressed. <laughs> and I, I, I wanted to kind of touch on this. Do you think depression stems from family or is from society? Do you think do you think dep- that's where depression comes from? And again, we talked about what was coded in your mm-hmm. DNA and generations that's passed down. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it stems from family issues? Yeah, I think it co- it can come from like just really all over the place. If you if you if we're being honest, mm-hmm. um, family, society. Just structurally, DNA can be just a part of like I, I you, we've known family that you know certain person has seizures, so this person has seizures, and this person, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. mental health can run through. I think mental health can actually run in families. You know what I mean. Mental health issues can depression can run in a family. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Just as lineage, but I think it's a lot of things, a lot of factors play a part in it. Um, society is a major one. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's and it's and it's only gotten worse now. Because I think the main, one of the main things that, or the main stems for depression is comparison. Mm. It's, it's looking you at yourself and then looking out of yourself and seeing the world and comparing. Okay. It creates a, it creates this illusion that you should be something different and it makes you sad. You I think I mean? my depression stemmed from, and not necessarily wanting to be different, yeah. but um, my depression came when you've done everything right, but you still end up getting the bad end right. of the stick. Yeah. And you're like, I've changed. I've not necessarily changed, but I'm this person. I know I've done right. I know I've done good. And then now I'm in a situation where, goddamn, why? Right. Why? But as I got older, what everything did you, what did you was. Learn? Everything was a lesson. Mm-hmm. Everything taught me what I needed, what needed to be taught for me to raise my girls different than what was going on right. then. Mm-hmm. How to talk, how to not have resentment, how to communicate, how to not have stuff bottled in to express yourself mm-hmm. where you're not being rude or disrespectful or treating another person mean but be able to express yourself right let your feelings out let you let let somebody know how you feel and y'all communicate and grow right see it was it was a lack of communication and a lot of stuff that i had internally that i would have conversations within myself instead of letting it out because i was afraid of pissing this person off or i was afraid of oh well i don't want my my mom to be upset with me so i'm just gonna do it but this is hurting me because right and i i held it in held it in held it in even when it came to uh the father of my kids Mm -hmm. it was like i know that i'm this person but i realize you can't change people people have to change on their own and you're gonna kill yourself with trying to change a person and trying to make them be who you want them to be right a couple things even with the change what you ever <laughs> go everywhere? You ever wanted somebody to change, and even you know promoted that change and encouraged that change, and once you got that change, they were a shell of themselves, and you didn't even like the new person. The, the, no, I never experienced that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you why because I don't expect nobody to change into what I want them to be. Yeah. My thing is, I wanted change. Or like my relationship I, I'm in now yeah. is fucking amazing because yeah. communication's there. Mm-hmm. Not only is communication's there, we are growing as a team. We right. are growing together. That's beautiful. I haven't, he haven't left me one place or I haven't left him one place. And I wanted to grow and to become, I wanted, we got this foundation. This is what we started. I want to be able to build right. on top of build on top of. So I never had any expectations of anybody. I just wanted us to grow. And even if we grew apart, have an understanding of communication. This right. is not what I. This so you've is. never. 
had is you've never been in a situation where there's something about a person that you just wished it was different. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody. Um, you mean like just one particular thing that they may have done? You know what I mean? You mean in relationship wise, as as yeah, a relationship, as a couple, as a couple, yeah, that you've been like, I just wish you didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. Like I wish you wouldn't do that. Well, that's that's what communication comes in to have an understanding. We're going to compromise and grow together, right? But, but what happens? What I'll give you an example. When sometimes you can take something away from a person, and they're not the person you want to be with anymore because that is a the thing. Core, that's the core. Of that's them. a thing. It ain't even got to be the core. It's just something that made them who they are. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like you love them for who they are, and so if you take this part away. It's going to be, they're not, yeah, they're not the same person anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're not who you really like. They need this piece Dude. over here. That's the thing that bothers you. I haven't. I, I, <laughs> I can't say I, I have experienced that. Because I have. And I hate it. I hate it. My, like, I ain't going to say hate it because it's a strong word. But I really regret it going down that path of trying to f- change or fix something. Because once it was changed, it wasn't the same person no more. And I'm like, wait. You lost a, I lost something. I want that back. It's too late. Like you might lose. You ain't wild and freaky no more because this got taken. You know what I'm saying? Like you lost that. Well, that's what you asked for. It is regret. um, That is (laughs) regret. That's absolutely regret. But see, I um, I think that that has happened to me before. Mm -hmm. And you, I had to explain happened to you, or you did it, or somebody tried did that to you. You changed yourself, and, and the change the change that they thought they were getting. I changed myself to make myself better, and 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 they were like, "Well, you don't you don't do that no more." <laughs> that's what I'm I, talking I'm, about. I, I'm sorry. That's yeah. I mean, you asked for you it. Took that away. I've, and I'm Basically. not saying it necessarily took it away. Well, why do you do this? Or something needs to change, mm-hmm. and I decide to change what I feel like is incorrect to grow. Yeah. And that's not the part that they wanted taken away. Right. I'll never try to change anybody ever again. No, you just got to let them grow. Bloom ever, like a flower. Ever again. Just ever. bloom. It is what it is. Like, grace. <laughs> grace. And with that being said, never change the person that you're with. Mm-mm. Just let them grow. You, it's either you're going to outgrow each other, but don't try to take away something that was almost a mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. It's like taking things for granted. Don't take. Don't take it for granted. That's right. I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, it's your girl, Victoria Rosa, and we have... Southside Dre. And can you tell them where they can find you at? All platforms. Just look for us at um, Man Cave Pod on all your platforms, or Man Cave with Southside Dre, of course, Mm -hmm. on all your platforms. And we appreciate you pulling up, subscribing, following, sharing, commenting, join the conversation. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. You can say a little, or you can say a lot. Dreams are what you ask for, real is what you got. Take a few shots with a queen on her light, a rose in the middle, with love on her side. It's all. A vibe tonight It's all a vibe tonight Real Fantasy Podcast Make sure you tune in tonight